Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about the earth element. So, if we look at the earth as an element, what is it from the spiritual perspective? Sure. Um, the earth element is probably the lowest range, lowest vibration element out of the ones that we have discussed. It is also a very diverse element indeed, because it represents in itself the physicality and matter of any physical based world. So it would include things like mm, rocks and crystals and metals and um, different rock formations and everything in between. Um, and it, it gets to be quite diverse on different planets as well. But generally speaking, it represents the densest form of matter, the densest, dense, uh, densest form of physicality. Mm -hmm. as an element so um it is an element that technically enables um the existence of physical worlds um if earth as an element didn't exist you wouldn't be able to um have the capacity to touch anything or perceive any shape or form of things so the earth element is that which gives the rigidity or the rigid structure to the world as you know it. And by rigid, I don't mean it in a negative way. Just um, it's an element uh, that gives shape and form to everything that is. So it is an element that holds structure very well. Hmm. Um, and, and that is quite in contrast to pretty much every other element that we've discussed because no other element holds the structure quite as well as the element of matter or the element of earth. That's so interesting. And uh, are there different states of uh, Earth element? Um, like maybe how you perceive uh, this matter uh, on like different levels and dimensions? Um, not necessarily. Um, it's definitely not the same thing as what you would think when you're thinking of air, for instance, mm -hmm. because there is no high dimensional matter. Yeah. Um, matter in high dimensions becomes energy and the potential for matter. So when that energy becomes matter, it's um, almost like manifest something that's manifested mm -hmm. and, and, and manifested equals having a physical shape. That's so interesting. So no, there's no like high dimensional earth element 
if you will. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Like the whole reason that it was created is to enable low dimensional worlds to come into existence and become palpable and, um, you know, ensure that lighter type of frequencies, like high, your higher self, your soul frequency is a lighter type of um, energy, if you will. And it needs a means of anchoring into the physicality and the earth element is the means by which it is able to anchor itself. Mm-hmm. and stay in this reality if that makes sense so what would be the range of dimensions then that perceive matter um like earth um third to th- th- three and five uh-huh oh three and five that's it yeah for everybody else it doesn't exist yeah in essence or it exists in um slightly like um in the energy yeah matter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh wow okay so um if we look at i guess kind of is it too simple even like for me uh like it's just plays one role basically or um does it possess many qualities or the main quality is just anchor things oh no it possesses many qualities i mean um, your body are made of um, matter, are, are made of earth element. And even within your body, you have all of these different organs that, you know, have different functionalities, Functions. et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, look at your planet. There's a lot of, um, I mean, even like the soil on the ground and you have different types of terrains. Like you have your, um, I don't know, forests versus you have your um deserts versus you have farmland uh, versus you have mountainous landscapes like all of these are different ways different shapes of matter maybe because earth is so close to us like it's just everywhere surrounds us and you can touch it right Maybe it's we hard are to perceive it as yeah an a bit biased yeah we're like what does it do? Like, well, arguably it is the easiest element to understand because this is it's very easy to observe, mm-hmm. like a lot easier than air, right? Yeah. Um, air air is really hard to observe. Um, you you know that by the virtue of breathing something in and out, although it's invisible, it exists. Something fills your lungs, right? And mm-hmm. then your scientists are telling you it's oxygen or like and, and hydrogen <laughs> they're bonded in a certain way yeah um, but it's almost a lot less real than the physical the physicality of this world but um yeah so like everything that basically all the things that you are are able to touch that are kind of like ground and soil type things would all be the earth element but um it has a range mm-hmm. like the way the ground uh, would feel on mars is very different then like how, how um the earth element represents itself on mars mars is very different how the earth element represents itself on on planet earth and i know it gets really confusing because your planet is called as the element mm-hmm. um but basically the way matter gets structured when these planets get created is it gets structured in accordance with the mission of the planet it gets um structured um in a way that enables that mission and enables the evolution of that planet, the, the the sponsoring soul that sponsors that planet, right? In a way that best serves 
that particular soul and every living being that's going to potentially incarnate on that planet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, that's why the energy of Gaia, for instance, right, and her mission of, of how she saw her personal future and how she wanted to be, so her being, really impacted how matter came together um, when planet Earth was formed. Right. So the Earth element of planet Earth is going to be um, different from any other planet in the solar system. Right. Mm. Because it's almost like imagine that um, in the same way that um, going back to like the fire element, but in the same way that there are different flames and the same way that the source energy had multiple crayons as it was drawing up everything in the universe. Right. It created all of these different flames or rays or different colored crayons that kind of represent very simplistically the colors of the rainbow, the different colors of the rainbow. Right. And in order to create different aspects of the universe, it could use um, different um, facets of its own energy or different flames, right? Mm-hmm. So the same way, but that, that of course is beyond physicality, right? When source plays and creates things, it's, it's, it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's all in between. Um, when physical worlds are being created by... Right, not to get into it, Uh, by by creators of physical world, um, they have their own toolbox with which they can create those worlds, and those toolbox, um, that that toolbox consists of chemical elements, what you would call chemical chemical elements. Right. Um, There are a lot more in the grand um, scheme of matter that are present on Earth. Earth contains maybe about 10% of the chemical elements that are available to these creators of physical planets. And basically, they would take specific elements to enable a particular uh, type of evolution for this, um, you know, for the soul that's incarnating uh, or establishing this planet, Mm. if you will. Right. So when Gaia was created, the beings that were helping to mold its body, because the body of, of Gaia is really everything. Everything that you're observing is a body of a planet, right? Um, and everything is created off of these chemical elements, right? And and they belong to the matter toolbox or the earth element toolbox. Mm. So it's actually pretty complex, right? If you look at, I think we have 118 uh, chemical elements, uh, as I remember. And uh, so it's basically each one of them is a facet of correct earth element correct right and you can go really deep into each one of them and it's kind of super complex in this case right yes um super complex in on some level and and very simple on on the other because um you're able to touch things that are created through through the chemical elements like they're able to interact with with one another in a very obvious way for a human Mm -hmm. yeah but yes, from the standpoint of like a mathematical type puzzle of creating this world, no, it's not very rudimentary. Like mm-hmm. it requires um, a high level consciousness to plan these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, does it make sense to kind of look at the earth element and uh, see what role it plays on like different levels, like planetary level and uh, um, personal level, like human level? 
Hmm. Is there a difference how they kind of influence? Well, I mean, obviously, um, it's it's always going to be different because perspectives are different. Yeah. The planetary perspective is not your galactic perspective. It's not, it's not your personal perspective. Mm-hmm. The one thing, though, that is um, true for any planet, any galaxy, right? M- again, matter and these chemical elements come together in a way that serves that planet the most, right? Mm-hmm. That's why certain tools are going to be created for some planets and selected for it, and other tools are going to be neglected and completely not going to be present on planets, right? is all connected to to their mission mm-hmm. um now from the human perspective right uh for souls experiencing the physicality of something is a very interesting journey and a very interesting ride right so in our essence souls are not very grounded um feeling grounded is the same thing as feeling heavy actually um that is a very unique experience that's only present um in low dimensional like third and fifth dimensional worlds uh so that is a very unique experience for the soul to go through and it requires the soul to uh learn how to interact with this new set of tools in that toolbox right starting from their own bodies Right. So it's a journey of understanding that, like in the same way that Gaia as a spirit um, had the physical body built for her, for her specific mission. So did you as a being that, you know, a higher self that projected itself into this incarnation, developed a body, right, from the same chemical elements. And now it is almost like a vehicle that you drive. Right. So from from the personal perspective, the element of earth enables you to have this very physical experience of interacting. And it is very unique because it's so different from what you as a soul are used to, because despite the fact that um, physicality and manifestation are kind of one and the same thing, mm-hmm. it is really hard to manifest things in it's harder to to make things happen out of nothing in this dimension than to make things happen in other dimensions because it's a much slower denser energy over here right so that is also a lesson so from the personal perspective third dimensional worlds and the element of earth are teaching you the practice of manifestation and um a particular interaction with energy mm-hmm. right yeah but it also again like it enables you as a soul to even come into this world and learn the lessons that this worlds represent hmm. that's so cool and uh, if you look at and the main uh sorry sorry yeah. not to interrupt you and the main lesson of course is lesson separation it's in the um, lower dimensional physical worlds where you experience separation the most which is, of course, the same thing as learning unity and learning oneness from the opposite perspective of the lack of thereof. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, if if you look at the this element uh, as kind of a conscious being, right? How would you describe it? Because I think it's feminine energy, right? And uh, yeah, they're oof, really tough. 
really tough because uh ooh, i can see how you guys are gonna be so confused i'm gonna do my best to explain this so the earth element does not have a sponsoring entity hmm. it has what we can refer to as architects or engineers if you will and uh, and these are the beings that generally work so let's take Gaia as an example right so Gaia is a spirit is a soul um she has a body that is called Terra earth right she has a body now she herself did not create the body she had to go to other beings that know how to work the toolbox of all these chemical elements and how these chemical elements interact with each other with each other and those are the architects and the engineers if you will so they helped her construct the body so you could say that they're a sponsoring entity of the earth element but they really are not because they don't donate their soul and spirit energy to this element they donate their mental energy to that element in order to bring it together to form a physical world now when the physical body of gaia is formed she starts inhabiting it hmm. when she starts inhabiting it she donates her own energy to the earth element and the earth element becomes charged with it so this chemical toolbox it's kind of like it doesn't have a soul or a spirit like like in the way that the matrix doesn't Mm -hmm. right and of course the physicality is the matrix and the matrix is the physicality there is no no other place where you can experience physicality outside of the matrix hmm. so the reason that on planet earth you guys believe that the element of earth is feminine is because the planet gaia is feminine so she has donated her soul and spirit to um, this element and that is your perception of it but on planet Mars, the Earth element is masculine. Uh, Does it make sense? Yeah, now it makes sense. So we have fire, masculine. We have air, masculine. We have water, feminine. And we have Earth, which is... Feminine in this case. In our case. Yes. But if you look at overall universe, it's that it doesn't have gender. It does not. No, yeah. because matter uh, matter serves the spirit that governs that matter. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, kind of a bit not fair that we have two masculine energies and just one feminine. <laughs> Why so? Why is it not like? Well, you have Equal. two feminine, two masculine. Oh, yeah, we, yes. yes. But what about What about Mars? Mars, for example. They well, have Mars is not a very balanced planet. Yeah, it's very masculine yeah. in this case. Yeah, well, duh. But also, do you remember how we, sa we said that um, in, um, in the solar system, um, there is um, an unfair advantage for the masculine energies? seems like it's this case for the entire universe in this case no, no? not necessarily not because necessarily. we have two more elements. there are other elements present on on other universes that could construe can, can be construed to be feminine ah we just don't have them here yes 
Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, that makes sense now. Okay. And um, if we look at, I think you started with some qualities of Earth, like just trying to understand, to understand it better. Like, what does it do? You also, I think, said that it um, has this memory kind of function, right? So it keeps yeah, information. Yeah, and that's why, that's why it's so really hard to speak of the Earth element in general terms because the Earth of planet Gaia is going to be extremely distinct, separate, and unique from the Earth element of Saturn, from the Earth element of Venus, or any, any other planet, right? Mm -hmm. So... For this exercise, I think it would be best to just come down a notch to the planetary level. Yep. Because that way I would be able to connect the dots for you better because I could speak from um, the perspective of Gaia, mm -hmm. right? Because um, really she powers this element so heavily. Yeah. Um, it is an embodiment of, of her being. Um and that's why like the qualities of the element that she has are going to be fundamentally very different compared to if you just asked me to describe Jupiter earth element just just now for mm -hmm. instance right right so Gaia her earth element is it, it embodies qualities like patience it's exceptionally nurturing um it is very giving um it is very forgiving right um, so there is actually a lot of heart in, in, in this earth element. Um, it is very stable. Um, so stable as in reliable, right? It's a very reliable element. Um, it is also, it has a little bit of a naivete to it, like when I'm feeling like the earth element. So it's um, like this youthful hope, hmm. like it represents that, right? So um um, because the Gaia, Gaia's Earth element is very nurturing, it's um, on the greener side as far as planets are concerned. So there is a lot of the ecosystem of this planet is very diverse. Um, it is very full and abundant. A lot of species of plants and animals and um, you know everything, minerals, a lot of species of um, um, insects, ev everything yeah. uh, is in abundance here. And that is because Gaia is both very, um, like, so she is like a, mm, like non-judgmental energy. <laughs> so mm -hmm. she doesn't discriminate. So she's like, oh, you want to grow here? That's amazing. Um, and then she's also very accommodating. So, you know, um, that's why as you go and connect um, into the earth energy, it's a very forgiving um like this particular earth element is very mild. It's also like, it's almost like gentle. And it's very interesting for me because I'm looking at and I'm like quickly scanning um, the solar system. It's definitely on the gentler side for the, for the solar system um, because earth element can be quite rigid. You know, some planets cannot sustain life because the sponsoring en entities of those planets have no interest in that type of evolution. Or some planets um, only are meant to sustain a very narrow uh, range of life. Like it could just be bacteria, for instance, mm -hmm. or algae or something, right? Now, Gaia can do it all, right? And and she but she thrives on diversity. So like you guys you guys have it really easy here in terms of physicality. So this world um, is on the like kind of like easy on the eye, 
um, really easy to get used to um, as a soul being incarnated, incarnating here. It's a very forgiving kind of like earth element, very motherly and nurturing. Um, at the same time, it is... Um, you know, in, on some level, it doesn't contain that much of a pull compared to some other earth elements. So it's almost like a gentle and mild. And that's why enough of you are quite ungrounded um, because Gaia enables that by being, again, very accommodating. Um, and she's like, well, you want to like be floaty and like daydream all day, every day? Sure, no problem. Um, so she's just very easy going hmm. almost too much so like you're not gonna get that with like mars energies for instance like if you're incarnating on mars you're you're freaking there for the ride like it, it that planet takes no for an like does not take no for an answer and again like gaia is very forgiving um and um it's an interesting it's an interesting dichotomy as, I, as i'm watching because there are some souls get so attached to her nurturing energy like um Gaia is actually one of those planets that like souls really love coming back to. Um, and, you know, like be just because it's so beautiful and, and so diverse and it's, it's kind of like um, an equivalent of like, uh, you know how like, um, uh, for those of you that have been in New York City, uh, like it's, it's very easy for a lot of humans to feel at home in new york because it's just so multi multinational and diverse and like all the races and you know everything is there and everybody feels kind of like welcome and included so like earth is that way as well like um you know when you come here it's so diverse and it includes so many different creatures from different planets and like different extraterrestrials that are you know um kind of like incarnating here in human bodies etc etc so it feels like very welcoming in the same way that new york does hmm. if that makes sense it's like a melting pot of, of like the different um everything like different races different um types of beings um and by types of beings i don't just mean humanoid beings homo sapiens i mean like plants and everything else right and those are also beings that come here and they all feel very welcome so on the one hand like that is very much what the earth element of Gaia is enabling on this planet. But on the other hand, because it's very forgiving and it does not really, like it's a gravity. Yes, it has a gravity pull. But again, like that gravity pull is fairly light, comparatively speaking, right? In galactic levels as a planet. Mm -hmm. um, planet's earth gravity is, is not as strong as it could be for a planet. It's on the lighter side. So enough beings actually don't ever feel fully grounded and fully connected to this planet also. That's the flip side of what I just told you. And so there is an, enough beings on here that kind of never truly feel at home here. So it's almost like you kind of either love it or you hate it. <laughs> it's like it's split in two, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting because uh, my next question was actually about the the uh, level of connection of humanity with this element i would say women uh on planet earth are definitely a lot more connected to the earth element than men hmm. yeah they feel um a lot more grounded in some ways mm. 
Yeah, men, it depends. Some, some, some are more connected than others. In what way? Like, how, how does it feel? Or how do we know that a person is grounded or not grounded? Uh, or like, has a connection? Or can we say that grounded equals have a good connection with the earth element? I'm trying to see what would be like the easiest way for you to understand if you have like a good connection with planet Earth. I would say um, your relationship with nature is definitely your relationship with the planet. Um, and again, like this is an overgeneralization. Like when I say men in general, I don't mean you specifically. So you cannot be judging yourself and by the others or the others by yourself. Like those are very different things. Mm-hmm. But in general, women on this planet are more connected to nature. And by connected to nature, I mean the heart-to-heart connection. So um, the heart-to-heart connection with nature is when you are... Well, first you have to... In, in, in order to be on the same page with nature, you have to have an open heart center. And a lot of men don't. Hmm. So they're lacking enough energy to be able to have an open heart, right? Um, nature uh, vibrates at the heart level. It's um, a very loving, fully balanced, harmonious structure. So in order to be fully tapped into it intuitively, you need to have a strong heart center. It just happens so that women on this planet have a more open heart center than men. And the reason being is because by nature, they're wired to experience unconditional love towards their children because birthing is a sacrifice giving birth is a sacrifice um men historically evolutionary or evolution evolutionarily uh, did not have to overinvest in their heart center they had to overinvest in their red center actually and that is another way of being connected to the earth element like there are multiple ways to be connected to the earth element the very basic you know if you kind of like read your 3d books they'll tell you that the basic level of connecting to the earth element is your root chakra yeah. I beg to disagree. I beg to differ. differ. Um, yes, the you know if your root center is strong, you would experience sense of security and sense of you know on some level groundedness, um, and and you would experience the safe of safety, the sense of safety. So which is all good stuff, right? But it is a very rudimentary. It's a very basic way to connect to the earth element. Because in my opinion, the true way to connect to the earth element is the heart. Like it's a heart-centered connection because that is what would really enable you to understand planetary vibrations. Hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah. So there is like face value connection, which is, yes, the root chakra. But then there is true connection and that is the heart space. And you can really only connect to the earth element from your heart space because nature and the earth element are kind of like one and the same on this planet. I've also heard about um, an earth star chakra. Yes. Uh, What does it do in this case? Uh, Does it also help you to ground, connect with the planet? Yeah. um, um, Earth star chakra really helps uh, the energetic exchange. Um, It's um, the energy center. So it's less physical. It's not a physical thing. It's a chakra, which means it's an energy center. So that's how we just went from matter to energy, back to energy again. Mm. I see what you mean. But yeah. it helps you connect to the energies of Gaia. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Yes. Okay. And um, so now I'm trying to understand um, how do these elements work together? Like, do, do they kind of flow one into another? Because matter is made out of energy, actually, if you go deeper, right? But at some point, it becomes matter. Right, so they kind of flow one into another, and even like fire, right? It's kind of one element, but maybe it can be another, right? And the water also flows on this planet, and kind of everything is interconnected. Is there kind of a specific way how these energies uh, flow one into another? Um, in the physical world. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't flow one into another. They become, um, they, there is an in-between state. So it doesn't, um, it's not the same thing as saying earth becomes fire, becomes water, becomes air. It's, um, it's almost like a particular element is going to go to point zero of nothingness to then reemerge as another element. They all have to pass through this point mm. of, of zero. Interesting. Yeah, but on because in the physical level, um, you, you, you can't just... Fire doesn't just become air. Right. There are a lot... Like, they have to pass through a point where it's like this in-between state. How would you describe in between state like between for example when energy the energy right yeah i like almost like unmanifested um unmanifested on yeah like energy without form so it's like this building block which we discussed yesterday it was we kind air. of did but in a different context like we discuss discussed that as like um you know like higher dimensional prana yeah well l- let's say that there is lower dimensional prana and again, not to confuse it because prana is breath, right? And so it's like referring to the um, energy element. But like, um, you know, think of like energy as particles, right? And like when energy is, so there is like um zero state of energy where it's a, a potentiality of anything that is. It's almost like this yellow cell. It looks like a yellow cell, uh, like golden, whatever. And it's a potential potentiality of energy. Remember how I told you that there's like energy, like, and we spoke about that in, in the connection to higher dimensional air. Mm-hmm. Like there is like the, um, like alive energy. And then there is the static energy, right? Like the, the dynamic energy. So the dynamic state of energy, and by the way, on this planet, um, you know, energy is mostly dynamic. Um, so that's like the, the normal state of energy, um, in an expanding universe. Um, there, this yellow cell contains 100% of potentiality of anything. Like that cell could become what an element mm-hmm. um, or not. Or it could just stay in its energy state, hmm. right? Uh, but basically, um, like say, imagine that everything had a, mo- like a, there was like a molecule of fire and there was a molecule of air. Fire doesn't flow into air. Fire would become the molecule of energy of potentiality of everything. Yeah. And from there, it can become the molecule of air by right. passing that state. 
that's so cool yeah now it clarifies okay uh everything for me yeah yeah so there is the zero state and then from the zero state you can become whatever element you want yes mm -hmm. and how would you describe this element then is it kind of source itself or like what, what oh it's it? definitely a projection of the source energy yes like another element in this case just if it's not or it's still air no it's not really air because um and that's why that's why like explaining these these concepts and, and trying to bring them into 3d like you don't you guys don't even have the language mm. technically i should not have called higher frequency of air like ether yeah i should like technically i shouldn't have called it air but that's the closest and like the easiest one for you to understand and to bring it home it's just energy Oh god! But it. if I keep telling you everything is energy, then at some point, like you, you, you're gonna lose my train of thought. Yeah, because everything is energy. Yes. <laughs> so I have to like draw in, like make analogies for you that you could understand. Got it. Yes, that makes sense. But that there is energy that is like exists in its um dynamic state of full potentiality that exists in order to become something else and then unbecome it and then become something else entirely and then unbecome it. Right. So it's like the song and dance where um, this like yellow cell of energy um, is going to turn into something, but then it's always going to come back to its original state of everything, <laughs> all inclusive. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you asked me um, and, and that is actually the aspect of the divine masculine, the potentiality of everything. And then um, the feminine is that same cell, but it's a dark cell. And by dark, I don't mean like when I say dark, you guys go into like a place of bad or something. No, 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 it's not. But it's um, it almost like it's a space, like it creates space for other things to be created. So mm. all the universe is, is a bunch of these energy states, these like dark cells that are feminine and these like yellow cells that are masculine. This dark feminine cells represent the nothingness and this yellow masculine cells represent the everythingness mm, but and, then, and, and those are the building blocks of the universe Got everything it. that ever came to be came to be from these two cells that or types sense. of cells yeah that's awesome okay that's great and um so if we look at the humanity level and uh maybe what would be the meditation for um the humanity that they could benefit from well oof, that's a really tough one because because again like with every element there's so much right yeah um what are the things that the earth element can fix um i don't know like connection to your ancestors connection to the memories of um the planet right which is like planetary intuition is the earth element uh the ability to manifest is partially earth element um courage is also partially earth element although courage arguably is um also fire but for you know for for fire um for true courage fire and earth um sometimes come together mm -hmm. um Obviously, this feeling of groundedness, feeling of belonging, feeling of being enough, uh, partially is going to be the earth element. Um, 
feeling of contentment and being okay with where you are today. So like, I like, mm, you know, very often there are um, all these spiritual schools um, are going to tell you like live in the moment, yeah. live in the now. Mm-hmm. The live in the now is actually a concept that is easiest, easily understood through, through the element of earth. Hmm. Right. Because technically what it is allowing you to do. So like, here's how to explain how i can better explain it if when you live in the past or you live in the future you live in the akashic field living in the akashic field is living in the element of air actually um so when you're like obsessing about the past or thinking about the future too much like you're not necessarily present in the moment and and so you succumb to the element of air the only way you can stay in the moment is if you focus and center in the element of earth with the element of earth. Interestingly enough, what that enables you to do is fully commit to your life, fully commit to your incarnation and what you came here to do. By fully committing, true magic becomes possible. So maybe like that's the practice that we should do to fully commit. Yeah, I like it. Uh, because I, I find um, now that I'm, I'm scanning a whole, a whole lot of you are not that committed to being here, which is ironic because you have come here and your higher selves wanted you to be here and yet you show up and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I want to commit to this. This doesn't think like what I thought it was going to be like. And so the problem with not fully committing is um, on, an energy, on an energetic level, you guys look, look like ghosts. Um, you know, these funny ones that like don't have legs, like they just float around like in your cartoons, kind of like a Casper or like your cartoons or your movies. Mm-hmm. You know how ghosts don't have legs, right? Yeah. It's because they're not grounded. Um, even angels have legs, you guys. Even <laughs> angels are grounded, mm-hmm. right? So not being grounded in a physical incarnation is big big loss of opportunity so what happens when you're like in this like little ghost state and that's energetic there i'm not saying you guys are ghosts i'm that's the furthest away thing from what i'm saying i'm saying on an energetic level unless you anchor yourself truly you you operate like ghosts and what i mean by that is you're not able to receive the sustenance from the earth element into the soles of your feet and because you are not a lot of pockets of your energy that came here with you from your higher self are not going through your body and are not, you know, fueling, fueling you, powering you, enabling you to create in the physical. Right. So, you know, how everybody's really obsessed with manifesting. Yeah. And yet about a good 40% of humanity is not fully committed to an incarnation, to this incarnation. So one and the other, like meaning one cannot happen without the other. Like you cannot be an impactful manifester. You, because an impactful manifester is somebody who is incredibly efficient, effective in the physical, right? It's somebody who can uh, uh, take this dimension and make what they want out of it and get what they want out of it, so to say, right? But if you're only halfway committed and if you're floating around like a little balloon 
and you know like a you know going on a merry-go-round not really fully committing to anything that energy that you have brought like your higher self have has donated to you is not even going to be working in your body it's going to be kind of like tugged away in a little pocket somewhere that you don't even have access to all right so ready for the practice yeah okay cool so what you want to do is imagine um hold on looking how to best how to best do it so that everybody would understand okay imagine that you are standing with your both feet um on on planet earth and now imagine that planet earth is actually really really small or maybe you're very very big and so it's almost like it's a like a little ball underneath your feet right so like it's almost like you're you're standing on planet guy but you're like super tall so it's like um it's like a maybe like half your height is the size of planet earth so you're double the planet earth so imagine that you're standing on on planet gaia um and imagine that you're barefoot so you're standing on this ball of energy uh or or physical planet and you're barefoot right and really feel into this into the shape and the curve of the ball that you're standing on right um and it's very important actually for this practice to be barefoot so if you're wearing socks or something or if you're wearing shoes just take them off right because you really want to start feeling with like the skin on the soles of your feet like you want to feel the energy of the planet right and now of course you're on equal grounds because look how big you are compared to this little ball of energy and so what you want to do is you want to imagine that there is a thread that um, exits the right sole of your foot and it's a golden thread and that thread circles the planet around kind of like below right so it kind of like envelops circles the planet around and then it comes up the sole of your left foot so it's almost like there is this golden thread that connects the sole of your feet and then it like really hugs the planet right and so you become one system almost like a circuit you know how like an electric circuit like if something is broken inside of an electric circuit electricity is not going to flow it needs to be a continuous system and what you just did right here is you've established that you fully arrived onto this planet and you're starting that electric circuit and that electric circuit is going to go over and basically what you want to imagine is you want to imagine um energy traveling up you know that that golden thread that just entered the left sole of your foot you want to imagine that like almost like a spike of electricity traveling up your body and then going through your head and then traveling down the right side of your body and again through the sole of your feet so like you've just established an electric circuit like a circle of electricity that takes in two integral parts into account your body 
and the body of the planet Gaia. So you are now hooked into the electricity of the planet, if that makes sense. So enable that to just um, circle around, circle around as many times as you want, right? And then imagine that um, on one of these rounds, there are many, many, many sparks. Like there's like almost like sparks of energy that are, you know, like because right now you're full of electricity, right? Like this electricity is circling around. It's like it, you might even feel hot as you're doing this practice. Like you might, you might feel like start sweating a little bit and that's perfectly fine. That's how energy circulates in your body. Now you have so much of it, right? That you're ready to take it to the next level, your connection with the planet. And so what you want to do is you want to allow this electricity to burst out of both of the soles of your feet, like little fireworks or like little nets of like golden light, both from your right and from your left and penetrate this like bowl of like this, this planet underneath your feet and go deep into the core of the planet and really interweave itself, like interweave yourself into the fabric of this planet. Because planet Gaia also has a lot of electricity circulating within it. It has its own electric circuit. It has its own electric network. So just hook into um, uh, that circuit with all the little cables, with all the little uh, light structures that you have, right? And now feel how she powers you. And now see how she's growing in size as you remain the same size, right? And now it grows, grows, grows. And now you're, you're the proportions that you are today, right? Like the planet is really vast and you're really, really small. But that circuit and the power of that circuit, if you kind of move your feet around, is so strong, right? Because when you established it, you were two times bigger than the planet. So the amount of energy that you brought in with you and that you connected to is massive. But now you get to benefit from it as this little you. And now you're really fully hooked into this electric circuit of the planet. So that is what like true grounding, grounding into an incarnation feels. Nice. Yeah. So unbeknownst to you, just committed to fully being here. Right. So that is what it feels like to fully be connected into the planet. Like somebody just plugged you into an electricity like um, network. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Really what like this it. would also enable you is to get access to the, all of those pockets of energy that your higher self gave to you that you might have not been using up to this moment. Huh. That's so cool. So how how do you get these pockets of energy? Like eventually they well, will... You oh, will you just did. Oh. You just did. Ah. Uh, by establishing the circuit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That spans the whole planet. Right. There are many grounding exercises, you guys. Right. Like yeah. the most important one or the, 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 the most um, traditional one. Right. Is to imagine like the roots are growing outside of the soles of your foot and you're anchoring like a tree. And I like that. That's a good analogy. But that does not make you fully commit to this incarnation. And that's why those grounding practices are a little fleeting, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen people that ground like that every day and still don't feel grounded. Because in the grand scheme of things, 
you know, if a big tornado, a big storm hits, the tree doesn't have enough, enough some trees get uprooted and they get thrown out in, in, in the air and, you know, they die basically, right? So you need to be better connected and better grounded into this platform than the tree is, is what I'm saying. Because you're meant to withstand every storm. And that's why what I just told you, like with you and planet kind of becoming one, that is true commitment. And that is true grounding. And uh, by the virtue of you like establishing this energy circuit, what it does is it removes the pockets of energy because pockets of energy is stagnant energy, right? Energy is not supposed to be moving because like if an energy is sitting in a pocket, it is doing just that. It's sitting there. It's not supposed to be sitting. It's supposed to be moving from point A to point B. When you were doing the circuit up and down the whole body, the whole body and also through the planet, all of your pockets had to get to work. And so they immediately, they disassembled themselves and they joined the circuit that you created between you and Gaia. And then that energy was the energy that powered the little fireworks in your feet. So you just took the pockets that you didn't know that you had dormant and turn them into energy that's starting to work for you. Because every little circuit that just went out through the soles of your feet got hooked up actually in the planet to write the, the correct place. And again, it's a very subconscious process and it was guided by, you know, probably your higher self in the moment. And that is a blessing because they know better, mm. right? The, those higher entities know better. And so it hooked you right in the places within the fabric of this planet that you're meant to be hooked in in the first place anyway. Because if you're meant to be a doctor or a teacher or a president or, I don't know, a revolutionary, you need to be hooked into different places. And you might not have that insight, but the, uh, the guides that have just been working for you, with you through that practice, they do have the insight. So they just hooked you up to write the exact type of network, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. And then from here, the process is natural. Right now, if you if you ever feel ungrounded, right, I recommend repeating that practice or just repeating the circuit. Just imagine that you're like, you know, you're um, sending the electricity up and down your body in a like in a little um, circuit formation Um, again um, out of the right um, sole of your foot and in through the left. That's how you want to circulate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that is a good practice if you want more energy uh, or if you if you experience a loss of power. Right. So if you're and by loss of power, I mean tired. I don't know if I have confidence. I don't know if I can do what I set out to do. All of I'm not enough. I you know all of these examples of the loss of power. The loss of power, you guys, is a loss of electricity in your body. That's why they call it power. To empower yourself is to connect yourself to that electricity. Electricity is energy. And you all came here with energy, but also you could borrow that energy from the electric currents of the planet. So do it. (laughs) I feel a lot of heat, though. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I'm only like barely going through the exercise. I'm just explaining to you how the energy works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. And uh, maybe last question about the um, 
any kind of ritual because we live in 3D and we yes. kind of interact with Earth every single day. Or not. Or not. But the problem is that we uh, wear shoes, right? And yes. Kind of we have uh, roads everywhere, right? So we don't walk on well you just grass. answered kind of like your own question like the best rituals really is skin to uh, skin to skin contact <laughs> with with gaia um so really walking barefoot as much as possible um you know and and also um so basically have the palms of your hands very important chakras of give receive and the soles of your feet very important chakras of give receive so um, although they're minor chakras, right? Um, they are the most, the four most important points that um, govern the exchange of energy in between you and other in the third dimensional space. Third dimensional is very important because if you want to have an exchange of energy with your guides, for instance, you're going to use your third eye. If you want to have an exchange of energy with source energy, you're going to use your crown. But in third dimensional exchanges of energy, the palms of your hands and the soles of your feet are the four points that are best for these types of energy transfers. So you want to use and abuse those points. You want to use and abuse those chakras. So um, the one way that you would connect to the earth element with your hands could be connecting to a tree, for instance, a tree trunk. Um, again, trees, they, um, I mean, obviously it's a plant kingdom. However, you know, they um, they kind of like encompass a lot of other elements as well. Obviously it's wood, right? Um, they also um, absorb minerals from the earth and their roots go really, really deep. So they interact a lot with the mineral kingdom. And of course they grow in the soil. And so you can get, the like an incredible alignment with the earth element by just putting the hands your palms on the tree and that's why like they sometimes associate tree hugging with like hippies and you know people that are on a path to enlightenment is because they've figured out that that's like one of the ways to connect to the earth element that's really so powerful right so putting both hands and sometimes it's actually it might be interesting also um, because the trees have, um, a very powerful elemental magic, um, and elemental magic and elemental beings are one way to think about them is their guides. They could guide you if you want. So if you want to connect to elemental energies of the tree and the deep wisdom of the tree, you also want to press your third eye to the tree trunk. So it would create a triangle. It would be your third eye, so your, your forehead to the tree trunk. And then the palms of both of your feet. Oh, sorry, sorry, hands. The palms of your hands. And so that is a triangle. Um, and then basically, if you want to, I don't know if you want to take it a step deeper, um, you could imagine, right, like that um, the energy starts circulating in that triangle between these three points, right? And then, um, you know, right in the center of the triangle, is kind of like this heart space um, of the tree that you just created and you can connect into that heart space of the tree and like it could be like a very very important um, energy type of like um, you can get like a very um, an energy boost out, out of that triangle and uh, it would just be kind of like the tree donating its energy to you it's a, it's a very special experience actually to to go through that um, 
And it's especially um, powerful if you're connecting to a tree that's native to a land where you were born. Because you do carry an imprint of the land that you were born. That land is almost like your your mother point um, in more ways than one. And so that's why the nutrients that are in that land and, and, and even the water and everything, the minerals in that land are going to be especially helpful for your own physical body, for your own physicality, right? So that's why, you know, interacting with the trees in your own region could be even more important and more powerful. And then um, the same thing with the soles of your feet, right? Um, so you want to walk barefoot as much as possible in, on, you know, on the grass, in the soil. And you can imagine, and, and you can work with the triangle as well. So you can ima imagine that there is um, a heart, like the right, the core of the planet, and that is the tip of the triangle. Um, like, like, yeah, like the, imagine that the planet Earth had a heart or a center somewhere, um, and that becomes one point of the triangle, and then the soles of your feet become two other points, and then you want to establish like a flow of energy between these three points, and that is going to be like a very, very powerful grounding and connecting um, practice as well. And you kind of like want to like allow that to to take um, like take take your time with this practice. Like don't do it for twenty seconds. Like do it for a good five minutes, ten minutes maybe, um, because the energies um, of um, like these particular energies that like when you're working with um, the soles of your feet they are a little bit more slower moving so they're not really like electricity they're a lot more ancient they're a lot more like they're older they're wiser they move slow so you want to like as you're working with this triangle you want to take your time to really really connect and you know maybe use this time to reminisce and you can even ask um the earth element for guidance or advice or any healing um, it's actually also very healthy, um, like the earth, especially um, if you ask it, is a very, very healing element. So if you feel sick, you can press your hands and your feet, bare feet, on the ground, and you can ask the earth to take the pain away. Um in, even if it doesn't go away fully, you you will feel it the pain diminish. And the same the same thing with like you can um, ask the tree to take away the headache, um, like uh, as you're pressing your forehead uh, towards the tree. Trees actually really good like that with headaches. Um, they they can balance the mental uh, activity. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like you can definitely. Uh, work with the element of earth for, for minor, minor healing. I mean, I don't think it'll cure cancer per se, but you know, it'll, it'll, it'll help balance out your inner homeostasis. That's awesome. These are great, uh, rituals. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, and, uh, now I'm going to end our session. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. 
If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergey.